Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Friday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. 550-5500 here on this live Friday edition here in the Kiev after a long, uh, tumultuous week. Weather to, I don't know, delays, everything else that's uh, going on here in the Kiev. We got uh, D-Dowd Muska for a wrap on the legislative session and... Uh, we are unmasked, finally. I'm so glad we finally got permission uh, from the governor to uh, take off our mask. You know, I usually wake up in the morning and I ask her, what should I wear today? Should mm-hmm. I put on some pants? Uh, do I need to wear, what, what do I, how do I dress? Uh, let's see, where am I allowed to go? What can I do? Which stores are open? You know, I, I usually kind of just check with the governor. And then I say, based upon what she says, I go and finally out after all this time i can finally live my life you know it's <laughs> i can finally live it uh thank you governor uh for finally uh, letting us off the hook now i know what to do and now i know that i uh, don't have to wear my mask anymore i really appreciate the uh advice my gosh are you kidding folks are you even kidding the rest of you guys hey i'm glad you guys can finally join the club you're in our club now the club of no masking no vaccine know anything and i'm glad that uh, she finally got on board she's like oh uh you know what those guys over there are not vaxxing or masking or doing any of those things so they're the they're the real leaders of this state and yes we are we've been doing it all the way through d-dowd muscow or one a lot of fun as uh, people are sort of uh i i guess they feel like they finally have permission dowd um good good for them i didn't realize they needed to be uh you know sort of let out of their cages uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I would, I guess I will welcome a lot of my fellow New Mexicans to what yes. I've been doing for almost two years, which is not wearing a mask. Um, mm-hmm. Eddie, you've said for some time, no matter how much any of us and, and most of us do despise this woman, she's very politically savvy. And uh, she's amazing. She's and amazing. I, to, to immediately uh, shift attention from what happened and what didn't happen during the session to you don't have to wear a mask anymore. You know, it's, it's very interesting. A lot of the progressives, we talked about it yesterday, and there were some bills we didn't talk about, some of the worst pieces of legislation they didn't get through. So uh, instead of writing about uh, governor failed to get through progressive legislation, it's, oh, the tax cuts came through and the mask mandate's over. Uh, I find this woman greatly objectionable personally, but Eddie, you are dead right. Very savvy politically. Yeah, the front page of the Albuquerque Journal, masks off, 4713, all led with masks off. They didn't talk about failures or EGOF or, you know, some crazy Native American uh, CD1 candidate uh, who was a representative uh, who, who got pulled over for DUI after the Super Bowl on Sunday. They didn't talk about, uh, you know, multiple Asian massage parlors being uh, right. No, no, the, the only thing they had to say was, hey, everybody masks off that's all that people could actually care about is like michelle luhan grisham is like very pleased with herself she's a master so uh i know you guys all used to say well while the democrats are playing checkers trump is playing chess right you remember you guys used to all say that you come up to, to, to me and you start telling me about how uh, masterful donald trump was and 
how uh, perfect he was on Tommy, how he didn't get anything wrong. Well, I invite you, ladies and gentlemen of the uh, free thinking world out there who no longer adhere to the tenets of a party or a cult of personality, whether that be AOC or Trump or anything else, to finally break away and say, can you actually say the very same things that you said about Trump that you can about Michelle Lujan Grisham? And the answer is yes, you can. See? Si se puede. We can. Yes, we can. The woman has won your heart's over for the last two years by just hitting the timing at the right pos. Like her timing is so perfect. Yep. Even to her own critics who are trying to like trying to undermine her any way they can. And the Republican Party is just like swinging at the fence is like, well, what can we do? Oh, you know what? We're going to send a press release. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Folks, uh, she's a real alligator. And she's going to take you to the bottom of the lake. She's going to wrestle you and drown you. And she doesn't care who she has to sacrifice for it. And, you know, she said it herself. She doesn't take no for an answer because she doesn't have to. I I, I want to go out on a limb here, uh, maybe. I don't have to go very far because she's all of what uh, the little midget's all about four foot nine. She actually qualifies as little people. Okay. The woman is more masterful and more controlling than Bill Richardson. Dare I say it, she is the best politician in the state of New Mexico since Pete Domenici, as far as I'm concerned. Getting through our most difficult part, passing all this legislation that she was like, yeah, I'm going to come over here to the middle here and hang out right over here in the middle. And she gave you everything that you didn't want, and then all of a sudden she's like, Gave you everything that you wanted to make you seem like she was a total hero. My God, you're easy. You are totally easy. And she knows it. Can you imagine the people around her? Like, it, she's literally in every single person's head when she's talking to an entire group. She's like, oh, yeah, I know what he's thinking. She's thinking, I'm going to give everybody a little piece of what they want, a little action. I'm still going to get what I want because I never lose focus of that. Her political calculations are, like, off the charts. She may only have like an IQ of 130, but her political IQ is like probably 230. Yeah, yeah. It's that good. Now, before I uh, blow any more sunshine up her small little ass, or if you've actually seen it, it's gigantic and she's very short and it, it balloons. <laughs> Bigger than a, a 10 foot, a 10 story gondola floating through the October Albuquerque sky. Okay. <laughs> Michelle Lujan Grisham understands the terrain. And in the art of war, the most important thing is understanding the terrain around you. Unfortunately, the Republicans do not. Unfortunately, her adversaries within her own, her own party do not. Okay? The woman is an absolute master at understanding how smart she has to be and when she needs to pull the trigger. You guys might go back to that old godfather, right? Politics, uh, what, what did he say in The Godfather? Economics is the gun. Politics is no when, knowing when to pull the trigger. That's about as smart as you have to be. She's that just that smart. The howling and stuff with the crotch, uh, you try to make a big old deal about that. You try to make a big deal about, uh, and we've been trying. We've been trying. If you guys would have jumped on board with what we were doing from the very beginning, you'd actually have made a big, huge dent in her, but you didn't. Because you guys hate Eddie Aragon, and Michelle Lujan Grisham realizes that we're a player. 
She understands that she needs us. Like, oh, yeah, you know what? I know the Republicans because I know how much they hate the one guy who could actually probably take me down in Eddie Aragon. And the work that they do each and every time. He could have taken down the Albuquerque uh, marketplace, but you know what? I know that we divided it up enough. Go ahead and keep the controlled opposition going. Like, what's wrong with you stupid Republicans at this point? You think you're going to run Mark Ronchetti, the weather boy on this whole thing, and actually beat her? Like, think about that for a second. Like, I want you to really deeply evaluate your position at this point and think of a guy who has the probably lowest attainability for a degree at a university, uh, which is meteorology, by the way. Yes, we graded them all. And you think that that uh, hubris and that overconfidence is somehow going to be able to uh, take someone down like Michelle O'Hunger, some of the chances are zero. They're absolutely zero. Let me tell you why. Since we're talking about the gubernatorial election now, and uh, um, one of the gubernatorial candidates will be joining us for hour number three. I hate to say it, but uh, the one thing that she has working against her is the very thing that we don't have working against us. Likeability. Michelle Lujan Grisham knows that she is unlikable. She knows that people hate her. She thrives on that. She lives in the universe where people hate her guts. She just does, and she don't give a crap. She don't give two shakes about it. Doesn't matter to her in the least. It matters to her even less now that you have Mark Ronchetti who is now becoming increasingly unlikable from the people that we're speaking to. And that's unfortunate because I actually like Mark to a certain degree. Okay. I think that he's capable. I think he's got a very, very capable uh, political consultant behind him and Jake McCluskey. I think he's the best. Jay would be the one that I would hire, you know, bar none period. Okay. In a race like this, Jay and Ron Ketty simply cannot beat Michelle Lujan Grisham and her cohorts the Democrats here in the state in 2022. It cannot happen. We're still a little bit too close to the Susanna Martinez. We're still way too close. To old, like you have to think about this as a horse race. Let me, let me, let me get to this. Let me make my point here. Okay. So I am a punter. I think I've talked about this in the past, you know, a year or two years ago. Okay. I'm good at handicapping certain types of horse races. Okay. Not every types of horse race, because I only know certain types of horses, okay? I know turf horses. I know distance horses. I know the different types of races that exist that are out there. What, what I do not know is I don't know sprinters. I don't know quarter horses, okay? I don't know the history. Like, like the quarter horses and thoroughbreds are like on opposite ends of the earth, okay? Different trainers, different jockeys, different distances, different everything, okay? I might be a great handicapper, when it comes to the thoroughbred races, but do not even put me in front of a board when it comes time to looking at a quarter horse race. I'm looking at a thoroughbred race right now in this 22 election, okay? I am, and I can assess this, and I'm willing to punt on this. Unless you have a stalking horse, unless you have someone who's going to ride the rail and you're going to mine that bird, you're going to come from behind with a long shot to beat Michelle Lujan Grisham out of nowhere, you aren't going anywhere because I'm going to tell you the amount of earned media that a candidate could potentially get in all of this 
is going to be the difference in this because she already dwarfs every single candidate, including Mark Ronchetti. There's nothing I want more in this world than Michelle Lujan Grisham to not be governor in 2022. Think of this as a bit of emotional and uh, uh, sort of, you know, come to Jesus motivational conversation. We're on a little bit north of uh, eight days before the Republicans decide to get together. I've seen all your trash in your lieutenant governor's race. Like, stop sending me your filth, your trash. I don't want to see it anymore. Really, I don't. I don't want to hear how you did this. And it's like you're a bunch of no-name losers. Every lieutenant governor candidate at this point, seriously, I wouldn't vote for any one of you. Okay? And so you guys show me what you're willing to do for the party. That's the position of lieutenant governor case. Uh, 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 lieutenant uh, governor um, uh, candidate. On the gubernatorial side... It's not about name recognition. I hate to say it. Name recognition isn't going to get you. It's about what can you do? What can you achieve? And how can you dance circles around a woman who ostensibly has outthought the entire Republican Party and every conservative and every protest and everything out there? How are you going to make that happen? You got to operate at a different level, more cerebral. You gotta. You can't come on strong. You can't put on the patchouli and the dracard noir. Okay, you gotta come in like sort of smell of like a hint of uh, bergamot and uh, you know a little tobacco and uh, oh, what, what is that I smell in the background over there? That's where your gubernatorial winner can come from. And I know you Republicans are listening. Okay, and I'm trying to help you understand that you cannot fight fire with a fire that you have not been able to put out for years. The woman is strong. The woman is vile. The woman is mean. The woman wins. You cannot argue with her success rate. How are you going to take down Goliath? (laughs) Ironically named here. (laughs) How are we going to? I'm going to nail old Goliath right between the eyes. Huh? The shortest Goliath of all time. <laughs> the, short, the shortest, the, the miniature Goliath, if you've ever seen one. Folks, she no joke. Michelle Lujan Grisham is no joke. Do not, no mamamas, do not mess with this woman. Okay? She will put you down for the count. She owns Hector. She owns Brian. She owns the senators. She owns everybody. She owns the gubernatorial. Like, if she wants to throw a fit and say, oh, I didn't get a nominee, I don't think she ever wanted human health secretary. Do you honestly think that she ever even wanted that? I don't even think she would because it wouldn't give her enough statures. Like, oh, I'm just another cog in the wheel there. Yeah, I might be five behind, but is that really what I want at this point? I, I hope somebody replays what I'm saying today directly to Michelle Lujan Grisham because she would agree with 100% of what I'm saying because she knows how stupid we are on the right side of the aisle. Have I factored in the uh, redistricting yet? Have I talked to you about the Wall Street Journal article came, that came out on Monday, Tuesday that talked about the marginalization of Democrats over Republicans yet? Have I, have I even discussed any of that? In order for the Republicans to win, even after this poor performance 
right? Poor performance in 22. She, she still got front page. She still led. She like the she just wins. Okay, the Republicans are going to have to vertically integrate, and it's going to mean that they're going to have to play nice with everybody, including the Eddie Aragons of the world, because if they don't, their state ain't never coming back. And after the 2030 redistricting, you will never see the color red in the state of New Mexico again. That's the reality that you're going to have to live with. I don't sit here and fear the governor. I don't sit here and think about what I have to put on my mask or do this. She doesn't operate on that micro level. She puts it out there and she strikes fear into the sort of the low information voter in honor of the one year anniversary, the death of the greatest Rush Limbaugh, El Rushbo. She thrives on that. She understands the sort of chemistry that exists between thought and emotion. That thought and emotion, if I could be so abstract for it to get you to understand, there are things that are just going to be emotional. Having your children run up to you and say, oh my gosh, the government just told us that we don't have to wear our masks anymore. Is going to be an emotional celebration. And then they're going to ask, well, who is the government? Well, the government is Michelle Lujan Grisham. That's a win. On the cerebral side, it's going to be like, well, I guess the science finally changed. We have to go ahead and not wear a mask anymore. This is good. And then you have people who are willing to adhere to every tenant that she has advanced for the last two years, which is wear your mask, take your vax, don't go to uh, this place if you're here socially distanced. And there's people, and it's a majority of you out there. I walked I walk past two different schools today or drove past two different schools today, public schools. Fully masked outside. That's not going to change. Okay? So let me help. Remember like uh, Rod uh, Tidwell, right? Jer- Jerry McGuire. Help me help you. Help me help you. Show me the money. Mark's a good guy. I like Mark Ronchetti. Mark Ronchetti is not the guy to beat Michelle Lujan Grisham. Let me repeat that to you. Mark Ronchetti cannot beat Michelle Lujan Grisham. The infrastructure underneath him within the Republican Party isn't strong enough to put him over the top. If he is able to get through the primary, we're going to uh, scratch all this and push him as far as we possibly can because I do not want to see her in there for the next four years. The chances of that are next to nothing. Okay, not him winning the primary. I mean, Mark Ronchetti being Michelle Lujan Grisham. There's other candidates who are out there. And it's not going to be, well, ah, she's the crotch grabber. She's this, she's that. No, no, no. Not going to be that. You ain't going to be able to go ahead and you know, match wits with someone who's willing to go down to the throes of the bottom to the center of the earth and exchange blows with somebody like that because there is no bottom for her. There's no top and there's no bottom. I mean, truly. I mean, it's like, uh, I feel like, uh, what was it, the devil's advocate, <clears throat> right? Uh, when uh, Pacino, like he wouldn't lose a single case, right? Like, how does he know the enemy so well? Like, he rides the subways. You're my son. You're my daughter. We don't lose. The game is fixed top to bottom, right? You know, we already have all this kind of stuff. 
I hate to say it, uh, ladies and gentlemen, but you're going to have to have a come to Jesus on the right side of the aisle. And you're going to have to get your ducks in a row. And you're going to have to find the best candidate who is going to be able to operate a much higher level than what Michelle Lujan Grisham does. Okay? You're going to have to elevate the conversation. It's going to be a long, protracted war, and the margin of victory is going to be practically minuscule. My prediction today, as of February 18th, 2022, Seven months from now, eight months, whatever it is, back on back in the first week in November, the Republicans will pull it out if they can vertically vertically integrate, if they can get past their bot, let's let our bygones be bygones, and let's make our singular focus getting Michelle Lujan Grisham out of office, given what we have lived through for the last two years. If you are not able to do that, you do not have a state going forward. You might as well pick up, pack your bags, move away forever. Or do what I'm doing, moving to another uh, city in this, uh, well, right now, bluest of blue states. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. I got to tell you, I am optimistic. I'm not lacking for any sort of confidence when it comes to this. I can see the terrain. Michelle Lujan Grisham and the Democrats can see the terrain. Brian Egolf quit essentially because he was a beaten man and he had taken on one too many things against somebody who is so, you want to know how strong she is to make some of the greatest people who have cooperated with her, Brian Egolf, and make them seem like they don't even matter. The guy quit and people are like, so what? Who cares? Oh, boy, big deal. Brian Egolf quit. Oh, so the biggest political news we've heard. Nobody, nobody will even remember. That's how big of a deal the smallest person to ever become governor is in the state of New Mexico. Doubt your uh, quick thoughts, your quick uh, a penny for your thoughts here uh, for a Friday afternoon. I would just add to what you're what you're saying, Eddie. Just the, in terms of the terrain, surveying the terrain right now. Think of what the Republicans. I, I, I hesitate to say Republicans in New Mexico because that's you know almost a non-entity. But think about what they could have hung around her candidacy if these certain bills had yeah. passed instead of failed exactly. uh oil oil is at 91.66 a barrel as of today the clean fuel standard that would have added another 25 30 35 cents to a gallon that went down the crt state diversity officer bill uh went down uh, a number of gun control measures i know we have the red flag and we've had bad gun control laws in the last couple of sessions but no fresh gun control this session the pay hike that was proposed for the governor and and, and statewide officials all of these kind of red meat bills that really motivate people on the right, they all went down at, you know, for various reasons, but I'm sure she's pleased at least for this season, this session that they went down, down, they can be adopted in the next session. That's, that's just fine. And she caps off the session by lifting the mask mandate at a time when she's already given out billions of dollars in welfare. And right. she can claim that she's a not just not only not a tax hiker, but a tax cutter. Cutter's, she is right. perfectly positioned, positioned right now against incredibly weak opposition. And she's sitting on a pile of cash right now. She is in the cat bird seat. And can you imagine if the Republicans could have just consolidated and jumped behind some conservative radio station and conservative, uh, you know, uh, purveyor of uh, good information and truth and, and uh, you know, solid analysis and uh, insightful writings, the kind of which you can only find directly at rockoftalk.chat every single day. Can you imagine if you could have had some level of consolidation of uh, it, 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 
un, uh, unequivocal rationale, common sense approaches uh, to thinking about political life moving forward. Can you imagine the, the level of success you could potentially uh, be experiencing in 2022? You can't uh, because it didn't happen. And it won't happen because there are people who are just downright obstinate, stubborn, and uh, dare I say, insolent in how they approach everything. And they're the very people who are running the Republican Party. And I'm not referring to Steve Pierce, by the way. Steve Pierce is actually one of the one good things that has happened in the Republican Party over the last couple of years. He has really come around as of late. And I'll continue to tell you about that and why. And we need more people to go ahead and join Team Red. But we can't do that if we're going to continue to get our asses handed to us. I looked at that front page today, uh, Dowd, and I said, oh, okay, we get through 60 days or excuse me, 30 days. And the only thing we have is a victory for Michelle Lujan Grisham. 550 50, 500. That's 550 50, 500 right here in the Kiva. Back in four. AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM. Rockoftalk.com. Little Chicago taking you out. And, uh, a lot of uh, good talk today, and we'll get to that when we return, especially on inflation, the economy, where housing is, and uh, a lot more that we'll get through. And uh, don't forget, we have our special Rush Limbaugh program coming on Monday for President's Day. Waiting for the break of day. Searching for something to Cotote on Central across from the historic Highland Theater has the Family of Five meal deal. One and a half pounds of meat, fresh homemade tortillas, the sides, and don't forget the salsa. Enjoy takeout, dine in, Tacotote, hugetacos.com. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. 
Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast, reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884 8229 884 8229 The Place I Like.com. The Place I Like.com. Wow, it's great for locals. Awesome weekly deals, too. Tacos.ThePlaceILike.com. A great bakery? Cake.ThePlaceILike.com. ThePlaceILike.com.
Chicago all day, all night long. Uh, not the city, but the band. Peter Cetera and the rest of the crew. Saturday in the park and 25-6-4. And I don't know. There's so many good shows. I'm just going to stick with Chicago the rest of the day. I, I just love the music. It's just the way it is. Uh, Doubts has some other good write-ups. Uh, and for those of you who think that Michelle Lujan Grisham and the Democrats have moved further and further towards the right, well, they actually haven't. Because if we take the long view and we look at this and really evaluate just how bad the situation is. Remember, people are picking up, they're moving to Arizona. They're about to get rid of the income tax, folks, in the state of Arizona. Mississippi, they're already 95% of the way there, okay? They're there, so they're going to they're, they're gonna be right there. This matters. Money matters. Inflation matters. When you're getting rid of the income tax in the midst of these types of inflationary pressures, winning, well, what's that guy's name? Charlie Shane? Uh, yeah, that guy, right? It's in, it's incredible what's happening. It really is. These states are winning, top to bottom. Okay? Other states that are starting to look at lower. Oh, Michelle Lujan Grisham and the Democrats are getting in on this. They're lowering the gross receipts tax. Let's put it all in perspective. With the Dow 3000. <laughs> yes. Dow Muska, we will, we will. The uh, chat. if uh, you want to. Been uh, E.F. Hutton when people talk, what is it? When money talks, people. Well, I don't even know what it is. Uh, yeah, we earn it. There's that one. As well. The old-fashioned way. Yes. The old-fashioned. Uh, yeah. You, if you add less than twenty cents a day, uh, everything you need to know about not living in New Mexico is right there. You want to move to places like South Kakalaki, uh, Charleston uh, would be a great place to move right now. Charleston, beautiful. Yeah, a, a fastest growing city, uh, Wall Street Journal in the country oh, wow. right now. Uh, perspective, it used to be Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Now it's Charleston, uh, the Charleston, Savannah, Charleston. What's up the, uh, Well, the proper uh, having a good good dinners and good lunches and bourbons. And, I'm and relaxing with a mint julep on the veranda. <laughs> there you go. Dowd, uh, they won't be doing that here in the state of New Mexico because despite the uh, – Small percentage uh, reduction uh, overall when you look at the last 40 years. It's anything but good. Yeah, uh, this is uh, a reaction, folks. The piece uh, fresh just put up, I think, less than an hour ago uh, on our website, rockoftalk.chat. But you must be a subscriber to read all the details. Uh, I'm trying to put the gross receipts tax reduction in perspective for all of this because, of course, that's going to be one of MLG's uh, major talking points during her campaign. I'm a I'm a tax cutter. Yeah. Hmm. Let's take, as Eddie said, a, a longer view. We are looking at a potential of, of a GRT cut, uh, taking it down from 5.125%. We got to have three decimal places for that to 4.875%. Now, in terms of the overall burden of the GRT, in terms of how much that takes from you uh, as you buy and, and your purchases and, and purchase services throughout the year, that's only a burden, an overall burden reduction of 4.9%, less than a 5% tax cut in terms of the overall burden of that GRT imposed at the state level. You know, we'll take what we can get when it comes to government. They rarely give they really get they rarely give anything back, any of their power back. 
But when you put it in a broader perspective, I just went back to 2020, uh, to 2000, 22 years, just the start of the 2000s. A lot of people don't understand the gross receipts tax. It's a three layer tax. It's imposed at three layers of government, state, county, and municipal. So yeah, we're looking at a, you know, a little bit under 5% burden uh, decrease at the state level. But when you look at all levels, municipal, county, and state, the GRT in the last uh, roughly last two decades has been skyrocketing in most places. Now it gets a little complicated because again, it's imposed by three different entities. So I took a look at every city in the state that has 30,000 or more people. There's 10 of them. You add them all together and it equals about half the population. So we're talking about half the population of uh, the great state of New Mexico, obviously Albuquerque, uh, Las Cruces, Santa Fe, Farmington, Hobbs, Rio Rancho, that list of 10 places. The increase in the GRT burden in those 10 places has been pretty substantial in, in most places. And worst of all, uh, it might be hard for some people to believe, but worst of all, Farmington, that GRT rate has gone up 38.1% in terms of, again, the overall burden. I'm not talking about the actual tax rate. I'm talking about the tax burden. That burden has grown from at the start of the 2000s by 38.1% in those 10 communities. In Rio Rancho, uh, the city of uh, growth, 11.5%. So basically a third, just a third of the growth that experienced. That oh, experience. You so, said uh, Rio Rancho, Dowd? Is that yeah, a, I, said, I said Rio Rancho. Is that a good place to move to? Uh, I, don't it, it, I, hmm. I don't know why anyone would want to move there. But, uh, why would so, anybody want to move to Rio Rancho? I don't now listen, it's, you, you can't just single out Farmington. The burden in Albuquerque up 35.5%. The burden in Alamogordo, Otero County, one of the uh, most right-leaning places in our state, uh, that GRT burden has gone up 31 percent three percent since 2000 so these are not uh these are these are significant tax hikes and it's funny because i've watched as the leftists during the richardson administration and the martinez administration wailed and wailed and wailed and they said oh uh richardson's so awful that he's such an awful corporate democrat for cutting the corporate income tax rate and then uh susanna martinez is so awful for cutting the or she cut the corporate he cut the in the personal income tax they never account for the fact that the grt tax which hits the most of us uh all of us has gone up substantially in most of our communities so a lot of people don't know this, but we're looking at an election in less than two weeks. We have a, a fair number of places. About one in six people live in a jurisdiction in New Mexico uh, that is going to be voting on mayors, city councilors, city commissioners, city trustees uh, on March 1st. So there's 26 of these communities. And yes, I ran the math on all 26 communities. And I even had to do an extra one for Española because Española, being Española, has two different GRT tax rates because part of Española really? is in Santa Fe County and the other part of Española, the bulk of Española, is in Rio Arriba County. So wow. I ran... Hey, that's very special. Uh, it's the only it's the only city uh, of, of its size in New Mexico that, that can claim that. So I had to look at huh. 27 different tax hikes that's since confusing. 2000. It is confusing. The, the one group of people that you definitely don't want to go ahead and confuse is the people in Rio Reba. Yeah, I, well, right. Yeah, life's I mean, tough enough. The nine one one calls are confusing yeah. enough, Dowd. But yep. I mean, to have two GRT type taxes in <laughs> for the same city—that that's really crazy. Oh, oh, but it gets so much worse. Of those twenty-seven tax rates for twenty-six different communities, because Espanola's got two tax rates. Of those twenty-seven tax rates that I've looked at since two thousand. The greatest increase in the GRT burden has occurred in, of all places, Española. Not just 
Espanola Santa Fe County, but Espanola Rio Arriba County. We are talking about a 44.4% burden increase in Espanola Rio Arriba. We are talking about a 43.6% burden increase in Espanola uh, Santa Fe County. You don't that think is, they can tell that I'm missing some money or what? All that, all that money, a lot of money. Well, we still got oh. our, our fentanyl pills everywhere in the hallway and people on? smoking. What, you don't think I'm gonna miss that money? Forty-four percent, <sighs> unbelievable. Oh, no. So uh, these twenty-six communities, I'm not gonna rattle them all off, but uh, Chama, Cuba, Gallup, Las Vegas, Taos, Portales. Roswell, uh, Gallup, Ruidoso. So some of these communities, I mean, are, are teeny, teeny, tiny with, with 73 people, but other ones are, are fairly substantial. I mean, obviously, you know, Hobbs is a major city. Rio Rancho is a major city. So I ran the tax hike burden for all 27 of these jurisdiction. Again, 26 municipalities, 27 tax burdens. Uh, the lowest of all, once again, was none other than Rio Rancho. <laughs> so I'm encouraging all the folks who are going to be voting uh, in these local elections, these 26 different cities, towns, villages, to take a look at your GRT rates and ask the people running for office. Uh, have Things are gotten out of control. Uh, Bosque Farms, uh, Chama, Cuba, Las Vegas, some of the highest rates uh, around. Some of the lowest rates, Bernalillo, Ruidoso, Hobbs, and the very lowest uh, burden increase, of course, again, was Rio Rancho. Final point about the governor's glorious tax cut that she's going to revive our economy with. There's a revenue trigger in this tax cut in the law. This gets a little complicated because this is a fairly new thing. Other states are doing this too. It's not just New Mexico. Basically, they're saying, okay, we're going to give you a tax cut maybe. Where does the maybe come in? The law is the law. The rate's the rate. Oh, no, 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 no. Here's the provision in the law, word for word. Uh, for any single fiscal year occurring after fiscal year 2023 and prior to fiscal year 2028, if the GRT does not raise at least 95% of the revenue it raised in the prior fiscal year, we go right back to the old rate, okay? That's called a revenue trigger. And New Mexico is by no means the only state that's done this. I think it's the first example we've seen uh, at, affecting the GRT here in New Mexico. Other, other states have done it with all sorts of different taxes. It's a revenue trigger. So this is the politicians basically saying, yeah, we love to spend money more than anything else. And if the revenue doesn't keep up, uh, we're not going to keep this tax cut. We're going to go back to the old rate. So that's uh, that's what we're talking about here, folks. We're talking about a less than 5% reduction in your GRT burden. And if you don't do your part and shop enough, we're going to kick it back to the old rate because we're not getting the revenue that we love to spend more than anything. I would argue this is a very paltry, paltry tax cut facing off against multiple, multi-year, multi-decadal tax hikes in the GRT just since 2000, never mind going back to the 90s or the 80s. Again, places like Espanola going up 43, 44%. Places like Farmington, the burden's gone up 38%. Call me cynical, but a 4.9% cut in my tax burden for the GRT offset by 30, 40% increases, I'm still hurting overall if you take a longer view of this. Um, hate to be the skunk at the party, but those are just, that's just math, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm pretty good at math. My spreadsheets work. And there you have all spelled out for you at rockoftalk.chat. Subscribe today. I would like to see uh, how we compare nationally. Like if we were to take an aggregate of those 26 municipalities and you look at uh, state to state of the largest 25 municipalities in any state mm -hmm. and compare them against all the other states, I don't even know if some, so, such a thing could be even done without 
you know, a tremendous amount of work. That sounds like a, an all year academic school project to get some, some type of level with that. Um, but, but I can imagine that comparatively speaking, Albuquerque and the rest of the states, even though that they were very small, uh, you know, in terms of the uh, comparative approach to other cities within the state of New Mexico, if you were to actually aggregate that information down, I imagine that New Mexico would probably be within the top three in the country in terms of the amount that it has increased. Uh, I can only imagine maybe Oregon, Hawaii, uh, the bluest of blue states, uh, New York, Illinois, Washington state uh, might be the only states that would actually uh, be comparable in terms of the overall tax burden. I know uh, that uh, New York just recently increased, uh, California, uh, New York just recently increased to 12.9%. Mm-hmm. I think their uh, income tax uh, on that. So I think the tax burdens are so onerous. This is why uh, so many people are moving out of those big blue states. It's a big issue. Uh, we are actually higher. We're not particularly high in our region, but nationally, there are many, many states that have a, a lower uh, sales tax than we do. And one of the problems that tax researchers encounter with this, Eddie, is that our sales tax is the GRT. It's a super sales tax. In the vast majority of the country, the sales tax applies to final consumption items. Our GRT applies to -to business-to-business transactions. So if you look at the average rate, according to the Tax Foundation, New Mexico, 7.83%, whereas Arizona is 8.4%. Okay, so we're doing better than Arizona. If you look at just on the surface letter level, we apply our tax to so many other transactions that we come out being worse than so, so many other states. Uh, again, it's public policy in New Mexico. Uh, we uh, we do just about the opposite of uh, what the smart states do. And just never forget, ladies and gentlemen, that GRT, it's a multi-governmental tax. It stacks upon itself. Starts out with a state base, piled upon the county base, piled upon the municipality base. And Eddie, just a couple of the different taxes that are permitted in terms of local options at the county level. We, we have the option of a hospital tax GRT. We have the option of an emergency services GRT tax hike, education GRT, transit GRT, spaceport GRT, healthcare GRT, uh, business retention GRT. At the municipal level, we have environment GRT increment, capital outlay increment, quality of life increment, water supply increment, education increment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm sorry to be, again, to be the, the silver, the silver line, uh, the cloud on the silver lining. Uh, I'll, I'm happy to pay a lower tax rate, but when you compare what she's quote unquote giving us to compared to all these rates that have been hiked over the last couple of decades and the fact that we might not keep this tax cut if the revenue doesn't hold up, there's a lot less there than meets the eye. And I certainly hope some fact checkers during campaign time will look into this. Uh, I'm available, ladies and gentlemen. I'm available. Well, I tell you, the other thing uh, that's important to note is that we could have done this on the way up instead of just uh, for an election. The idea for any campaign is to keep the pressure on the entire time, not just when it's uh, politically expedient uh, for you. So if you pound that message out and continue to pound it, which is what the Democrats, they're doing it right now to Mark Ronchetti. They're going to continue to find the, uh, you know, the uh, climate change stuff and they're going to play that until it's that they're, they're blue in the face. And then you won't need to teach them any longer. And this is what we should have done with Michelle Lujan Grisham and realize that, Hey, this really isn't a tax break overall. When you comparatively speaking, why your neighbors are picking up and moving, you'd be like, well, you know what? Uh, we needed a lot more than this. And how do we still, uh, increase the overall budget by a billion dollars. Back after a quick break, back to wrap the hour. Got a lot of show to get to. Um, Doubt, if you don't mind, um, do you mind if we just do a fast and furious uh, second hour and hit about 
I don't know, 40, 50, maybe 60 uh, different stories because we got a lot of stuff. Uh, to I'm down for to. 70. Yeah, we might we might be able to do that. Speaking of inflation, we might just be able to do that. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in right here in the Kiva. AM 1600 KIVABQ.FM. Don't forget to uh, download the app directly at rockoftalk.com. You can also watch us uh, directly on the TV. That is rockoftalk.tv uh, as well. We'll continue with more of Chicago. Some of the very best music you've ever heard. Everybody needs a little time away. I've heard it say from each other. Even lovers need a holiday. Far away from each other. Oh, now. It's hard for me to say I'm sorry. I just want you to stay. After all that we've been through, I will make it up to you. I promise to. And after all that's been said and done, you're just a part of me I can't let go Couldn't stand to be kept away Just for the day From your body Wouldn't want to be swept Sorry, I just want you to know. Hold me now. I really want to tell you I'm sorry. I could never let you go. After all that we've been through, I will make it up to you. painting a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years now whether you need a home or business painted garage epoxy floor or even a complete restucco 
Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit StraightLinePaintingABQ.com to see their great reviews. Pet Food Gone Wild in Rio Rancho, Pampers Pets, all-natural wet and dry pet foods, tasty treats, and supplements, too. I'm Susanna, owner of Pet Food Gone Wild, ready to answer all your questions about healthy pet foods and treats. Pet Food Gone Wild provides grooming and makes every visit fun and easy with the Pet Food Gone Wild rewards card, 5% off at checkout. Pet Food Gone Wild keeps pets happy. Mobile offers at pets.theplaceilike.com. You and your pets will love this month's offer. Pets.theplaceilike.com. S3 Technologies, security service solutions. Security, a variety of security for cloud, perimeter, network, server, and email. S3 Technologies' proactive approach to information technology management provides a secure and reliable platform that allows you to focus on your business instead of the management of your IT infrastructure. S3 Technologies, years of expertise keeping your company up to date with a watchful eye and flexible solutions to manage your environment efficiently, safely and securely. You'll never know how efficient you can run your business until you talk to S3 Technologies. Make an appointment to get a roadmap and risk assessment of what steps you can take to secure your business. Turn your business into secure growth in 2022. S3 Technologies, 505 242 5683 505 242 S3 Technologies online s3nm.com. This is Jeffrey Candelaria from Straight Talk with Jeffrey Candelaria. If you're tired of those old Wall Street cliches, give Pablos Panagopoulos and his team a call at 505 828 4068 or his website myfinancialsense.com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Satera Advisor Networks, and Satera Advisor Networks is a member of the Securities Investors Protection Corp. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza. Encores north of Montano or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. This is Eddie Aragon for Axiom Home Services. Axiom Home Services specializes in refrigerated air conditioning conversions. Time to ditch the swamp cooler and convert to cool, refreshing refrigerated air. Did you know Axiom Home Services is one of the highest rated AC companies in Albuquerque with over 40 years experience and provides a five-year parts and labor warranty on any new refrigerated air conditioning installation? Axiom Home Services maintains 4.9 stars on Google Review and check out what our customers say about Axiom. Call 792-9742. That's 792 792- 9742 or axiomhvac.com. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Tensions remain high between Ukraine and Russia. Speaking at the White House, President Biden was asked if he believes Russian President Vladimir Putin has decided to invade Ukraine. As of this moment, I'm convinced he's made the decision. We have reason to believe that. 
The president on Friday also hosting a call with European allies and Canada's prime minister. Biden saying the United States and allies remain in lockstep and accused Russia of pushing out vast misinformation. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton is launching an investigation into TikTok. Paxton saying two civil investigatory demands have been issued to see if the social media app is allowing human trafficking and violating the privacy of children. He's promising the investigations will make sure big tech is keeping Texans safe and secure. USA Radio News. You need an accurate thermometer to check for fever, a potential sign of flu or COVID. Be vigilant and contact your medical provider at the first sign of fever. Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate in more than 100 clinical studies. Exergen Temporal Scanners are available at Walmart and other fine retailers. Learn more at exergen.com. That's E-X-E-R-G-E-N.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Right now, people are home with their pets more often, and I think now, especially with the shedding, they're more cognizant of what's going on and that it's an actual issue, and Dynavite has helped tremendously in our house with that. I just heard the Dynavite commercial so many times that I said, you know what, I'll, I'll give it a shot, and I ordered it and tried it, and it worked. The Dynavite, the being at home, working with them, they all love it. Me and Chewy are together 24-7. Within three weeks, he's not scratching and itching, and he's an all-around happier dog. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. Former President Donald Trump had classified government records at his Florida residence. The National Archives and Records Administration informed a congressional panel Friday saying it was in communication with the Justice Department on the matter. A funding bill is preventing the government from partially shutting down for at least a few weeks. President Biden signing the bill that funds operations through March 11th The original deadline to fund the government was Friday. Lawmakers now on both sides of the aisle also working on a long-term spending bill as well. Lawmakers are mourning the loss of one of their own. Republican Representative Jim Hagedorn has died at the age of 59. His wife Jennifer made the announcement on Facebook Friday. Hagedorn was elected to represent Minnesota's mostly rural 1st Congressional District south of Minneapolis in 2018. Shortly after being sworn in, he was first diagnosed with kidney cancer. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top 10 most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. Republicans on Capitol Hill are speaking out regarding the high gas prices. With prices at the pump continuing to rise by more than 40 percent over the last 12 months, the Biden administration is now saying they're expected to rise again because of Russia's potential invasion of Ukraine. Speaking on Newsmax, Senate Minority Whip Republican John Thune says that President Joe Biden is responsible for those rising prices. The first thing this president does when he comes to office is to shut down the Keystone XL pipeline, a project that would allow us to get energy from a friendly neighbor, Canada, and transport it across the United States to make it available to where they need to help fill the the gap in the uh, supply out there for the demand that's out there. said the increase in prices mostly hurts low- and middle-income families, effectively giving them a $3,500 per year cost increase. 
From the Washington Bureau of USA Radio News, I'm John Hunt. The Ag Department says they will allow Mexican avocado imports after a pause. A USDA inspector was threatened last week, leading to a suspension of Mexican fruit imports. The agency said it enacted additional measures with the U.S. Embassy and inspections have since restarted. The pause happened during peak growing season for the fruit and just before the Super Bowl, which has historically been the most popular time of year for avocado consumption in the United States. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Constitution were adopted. Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. My name is 600KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com here on a Friday afternoon. Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. And, of course, you can app us directly at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com. A lot of fun here. Hour 2 coming at you here on a Friday afternoon uh, with D-Dowd Muska and myself. Uh, I got to say, Dowd has uh, really been... You know, uh, carrying the, the load, carry that weight, right? Uh, he's been doing that uh, all week long, and I've been doing so directly at www.rockoftalk.chat. Uh, folks, I've been coaching my son. Uh, he's been doing that. He's got one more game. The uh, the fabulous uh, team that he's on is now 7-3. and three. Uh, I, I'm not going to take any credit for that. Uh, uh, that. But I did show up yesterday, uh, D-Dowd Muska. At Father Chavez's gym over at uh, St. Therese. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I was there. And uh, I was there, and uh, he he showed up. He stands underneath the basket, and I'm like, okay. And all of a sudden, the uh, kids over on the other side were saying that we were saying all these lewd, terrible things to them. I'm like, oh, isn't that a how do you do? Father Chavez steps in, and all of a sudden, my kids are doing bad sportsmanship. So I told all my, you know, yesterday, the mask. Uh, uh, mandate, whatever was lifted by. Oh, Father Chavez must be devastated. Oh, he was. He showed up in the mask. Yeah, there was a lot of people who just had of course the, he did. Know, yeah, the of course security he did. blanket. There was a couple of uh, parents on my team uh, who did that, and I said, uh, I'd like for you to remove your mask. You don't need it any longer. The uh, the mask mandate has been removed, rescinded. And she looked at me like I was stupid. And then she made her kid wear it. And I'm like, oh, it's fine if you want to go. Sit here and uh, have a big drama, uh, but every one of the other kids actually didn't do it, and and that was good. Um, we, you know, this all stops and it all ends when we say no, and it's as simple as that. And you some of us to- have been saying no uh, since about early April 2020. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did uh, remember uh, removing Easter from our calendars right from the very beginning. Uh, that was that was it for me, and uh, I wrote about that. Uh, way back in early April. So um, here we are, two years then. And, uh, you know, she wouldn't have been able to put up with the, the onslaught that we would have brought her if we would have started in on year three down. I think that is, uh, I think we can take a little bit of credit, but we don't need the credit. We don't care. We just show up and do our business every single well, day. Well, hey, I just, I know we're, we're running through a lot of stories. Sure. I was thinking during the break, people people will say, oh, remember the lines we stood in for, for food in the in the winter? She's going to have eight months uh, or, or more for people to sort of forget about mask mandates and standing yeah. in line. And I'm, I'm not trying to insult the American people. I include all Americans in this. Boy, there's a lot of people in this country of short attention spans yeah. and short memories. And uh, frankly, we don't know what the major dominant issues might be in eight months in New Mexico, in America, on planet Earth. She's got time to 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 count on and cultivate 
the forgetting of the nightmares that she imposed on this state. Yeah, there's no doubt uh, that uh, she is, her political calculus is on point every single time. And if you're a gubernatorial candidate who's going against her and you think that you're going to go ahead and thrive because you think people hate her, think again, folks. It, it, we're, we're in New Mexico. Everything that you've learned everywhere else does not apply here to the state of New Mexico. 550, 5500, we aren't going to war. Uh, we aren't going to go ahead and uh, ante up against uh, Russia, certainly not over Ukraine. Uh, whatever Biden is talking about, whatever foolishness he's talking about is completely and totally, uh, you know, not jobbery. Uh, remember, Biden's a stupid man. Uh, he's very egotistical. He's always a man who liked to play tough. And uh, this is uh, what he continues to do even now, folks. So don't don't sell yourself on any sort of uh, hype dream that uh, Biden is uh, going to come out of this like he's saving the country. There's no country to save at this point. Uh, the latest polls have uh, awful numbers for Biden. Uh, this coming from the blaze. More Americans disapprove of how Biden is leading a nation. 41% then approve, which is 15%. A grim portrait of Biden's unhappy America includes things like the following. The first two decades of the century have delivered morale-busting military defeats. Uh, we're going into yet another one. Should we just already go ahead and get involved in the malaise that is the Ukraine? A generational economic crisis and an age of political turmoil. By the way, I watched uh, 12 Strong last night. Uh, very interesting. And I couldn't think of like these young kids, young families sacrificing their life for, you know, I don't know, the sham of a 9-11 uh, a uh, defense uh, and all that. And I apologize if I'm you know, offending any or uh, all of you, but I will say that uh, given what we know now, uh, based upon what we knew then, you know, these families, their uh, sacrifice and their devotion, I think they had sold themselves short uh, on uh, really what was the future of this country back then. We thought we were truly united in fighting against them. Uh, this was a manufactured war, much like the Iraqi war. Everything is for resources, oil, or, uh, you know, as I've been saying all along, all the world is a stage. Uh, some other uh, information that's come forth this week, you might remember, Health and Human Services Secretary Javier Becerra. Say that uh, three times fast. Uh, he is the National Drug Control Policy Office's Director. Raul Gupta issued a joint statement refuting the claim and stating that their office is focused on using resources to reduce the harm and save lives. This, of course, has to do everything with the crack is whack um ostensibly that has uh, been put forth that 30 what million 30 billion i forget exactly how much we're going to go ahead and use federal grants going towards the funding of pipes to smoke meth and crack this thing has completely and totally blown up in uh, biden's face not the crack pipe itself but 30 million dollars dedicated to that um the health and human services secretary javier barcera declined to provide any information to refute the report and uh, uh snopes updated its fact check uh, only to state that it was outdated and it rated the claims mostly fault. Based on what? Well, nothing really, other than the fact that it was uh, simply true and it couldn't say anything other than it was false. So that's what we have to rely on. Uh, folks, uh, Republican senators came forth earlier this uh, last week, excuse me, and promoted something called the Crack Act. Uh, very hilarious. Uh, the Washington Free Beacon uh, reported that the federal grants would go towards Safe smoking kits and supplies, which include pipes for users to smoke crack, cocaine, crystal meth, and any illicit substance. So what did Marco Rubio and other co-sponsors, including Joni Ernst, Tim Scott, Chuck Grassley, Cassidy, Jim Inhofe, 
uh, Shelly Moore Capito, and then Mike Braun, Rick Scott, Dave Danes, Tom Tillis, John Kennedy, John Boozman, Tom Cotton, John Thune, and John Barrasso all proposed. Well, they had the crack act. Uh, to go ahead and prevent any and all monies from being uh, purported to support any purchases uh, for meth uh, smoking pipes. Uh, it, it's amazing they had to go to those lengths, Dowd, but uh, they did have to indeed do that. Uh, you know, Eddie, it's, it's, it's frustrating for those of us who are libertarians who don't like the war on drugs and we think it's just the modern prohibition and it needs to go away the way alcohol prohibition went away. When these, uh, these, these left-wing drug groups like the drug uh, was it the Drug Policy Alliance? Uh, they actually support taxpayer subsidization of smake, safer smoking equipment. Uh, there is a lot of pressure on the left, the lefties who are opposed to the war on drugs, saying we need safe injection sites, we need to give out safe needles. Guys, I'm not that part of the anti-war on drugs part. Uh, we, you, you should. There's no moral obligation on your part to be forced to subsidize people who are destroying their lives. I'm against the war on drugs. I'm also against subsidizing people who take drugs. Uh, the IRS, speaking of subsidization and uh, taxpayer money that is uh, being collected, has never been in worse shape than it currently is right now. IRS telephone service is the worst it has ever been, with the IRS answering just 11% of incoming calls. Uh, by the way, if you're looking for a tax return from 2020 or even 2021, look to wait even longer. IRS has taken about 45 days turnaround in terms of correspondence, but the processing time for some categories of correspondence has been running six months or even longer. Last year, tens of millions of taxpayers were forced to wait extraordinarily long periods of time for the IRS to process their tax returns, issue refunds, and address correspondence. And this year, the IRS service could be as bad and potentially worse in 2022. The uh, new reports that are coming out are stating that the IRS inflation-adjusted budget has fallen about 20%. Staffing levels have fallen by nearly 17%. And uh, based upon all this new information uh, coming forth, it certainly looks like, uh, Dow, the IRS isn't going to go ahead and uh, be able to go ahead and hit its backlog or its current log. Uh, some of the stuff that's uh, coming out right now include nearly 25 million returns. 25 million returns in terms of their backlog. Yeah, you aren't going to get that return in 2022, folks. The pileup work that remains from last year, according to three people who spoke on the condition of an anonymity, because they were not approved to speak publicly, comes as the tax agency struggles to hire and train new staff to clear the logjam. In response, the IRS is considering suspending tax collections. Don't don't get excited, folks. Uh, Christmas will not come early. They are the IRS. And excusing some penalty enforcement, a group of 30 Republicans describe the situation as untenable. For decades, Republicans have starved the IRS of funding, and now American taxpayers are paying the price, according to, of course, Democrat and liberal Richard Neal with uh, Democrat out of Massachusetts. The IRS's productivity plummeted during the coronavirus pandemic as thousands of employees work from home for months without access to returns, audits, and other businesses. Also adding to the challenges in a report from the IRS inspector general this month found that the agency continues to suffer from severe hiring shortages, inefficient practices, and, of course, old equipment. Back in uh, just last month, the taxpayer advocate Aaron Collins had reported a backlog of at least 10 million returns based upon IRS data alone for 2022. So it doesn't look good if you're looking for that uh, refund coming from the IRS. And one of the big things that's happening right now is IRS, when you don't have enough people, is you have a lot of people who are getting money for nothing and your chicks for free. The uh, Golden Horseshoe Award going to the IRS for the lack of oversight that led to, check this, 
$15.6 billion in low-income housing tax credits, folks, for more than 70,000 claims. There are potentially large dollar amounts questionable in the LIHTC claims. That, of course, is the low-income house tax credits. Uh, this has to do with, well, if you have young kids, if you're getting some sort of benefit. They review the IRS's processes and procedures to ensure housing credit agency building owner and taxpayer compliance with the provisions and found significant issues. Thereby, here's what happened. They issued a bunch of money and a bunch of credits to this number of people. 31,342 records without date received, giving out to 68,178 claims. 2,370 records without street, city, state, and zip code, gave them money anyway. 4,175 records without a building owner name, which raised questions about the building owner's identity, gave them the uh, refund. 1,287 records with building owner's signature dates after the form received dates, gave those people that money. And 12,510 records with the signature tax identification numbers, the TIN, in the building owner's signature section that was different than the building owner's TIN. They got the refund anyway. The tax incentive allows builders to claim a credit for 10 years if they allocate a certain amount of units for low-income households. The inspector general found a significant number of credits were being claimed past the allowable 10-year period. So some people benefit, other people don't. And uh, folks, if you're waiting for a refund coming from the Internal Revenue Service because you have your T's crossed, your I's dotted, and you're getting a refund from the federal government, it might wait a year or two. But those people who got uh, 156 Billion dollars, count it, billion dollars for the low-income housing tax credits, which benefited those people who had more kids and less income. Uh, they continue to win out in the new Biden economy doubt. It's amazing. I mean, I, I know we have some Sopranos fans in the in the audience, Eddie. Remember the Esplanade project? Uh, you know, low-income housing where the unions and the developers and the mob get together. Uh, public housing... Uh, subsidization, either direct or indirect. It is a national scandal. The, the, the corruption runs very, very deep. And even on the other end of it, the IRS people who are supposed to kind of ride herd on this, uh, according to the latest uh, analysis from the inspector general, it is a giant S show. As Mr. Aragon referenced something else yesterday, I'll, I'll try to clean, keep my language uh, clean. Wow. It just never gets better, does it? <laughs> it doesn't. Let's get to the COVID idiots, uh, shall we, Dowd? Uh, some other information that Plenty we have prepared. The fact checkers cannot refute the dire Scottish vaccine data. The Great Barrington Declaration has uh, issued all of the information that you should have trusted, but you didn't, especially Scotland. The Scottish data has shown that COVID-19 infections, where they have extreme lockdowns, hospitalizations and deaths are becoming more frequent among the double vaccinated than the unvaccinated. Wow, what a surprise. The latest report shows the infection rate among the double jabbed is now double the rate for the unjabbed, 50% higher for the triple jabbed. Hospitalizations are higher among the double jabbed than the unjabbed, and the death rate is nearly double of that. It's concerning development that has garnered some attention from those who follow such statistics. Excuse me. And I wrote a short Facebook post on that the other day. I didn't, but the article writer did. According to an article discussing the development, a few days later, the familiar warning from false information had been slapped on this post and removed from Facebook because they don't want you to know exactly what is there. Now, here's where it really gets interesting. Okay. The Dems. Upon seeing the Scottish information or the information coming from the blue states, remember, they finally see it and they said, you know what, we can't look away anymore. They've done a complete and total 180 on all the information, just like Michelle Lujan Grisham removed the mask mandates yesterday and every blue state is doing that right now. Why? Because the midterm elections, ladies and gentlemen, are in sight. President Biden 
is suffering to the tune of a 30%, 37% approval rating. He has his uh, State of the Union, uh, which is going to be attended by roughly about 600 people. They're all going to be masked up, ladies and gentlemen. Only had 200 people last year. March 1st is when they're going to go ahead and do that. Democrats have begun to lift key COVID-19 restrictions across the country, and they've taken the same approach that's long embraced by, of course, our Republican red states that once rebuked as cruel and dangerous, they're now embracing them as uh, being the saviors of their states. Such states as New Jersey, Connecticut, Delaware, Oregon, California, and of course, New Mexico. They state, we are moving toward a time when COVID won't disrupt our daily lives, a time when COVID won't be a constant crisis. Who was that? Well, of course, it's the uh, peppermint patty of the country. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. French police, by the way, Dow, this is interesting, ban a protest in Paris inspired by the Canadian Freedom Convoy. And we're seeing that very type of thing happening right here in the United States. Maybe some of that has uh, sort of come to pass here in this country from Portland all the way to Washington, D.C. The convoy was about to begin by a number of United States truckers. And uh, it's funny that uh, both in France and uh, Canada, they've done and as, as nice as they can be, have done everything possible to go ahead and restrict our ability to go ahead and protest. Unbelievable. And I've been watching some of the short little videos today on, on uh, the, the one social media platform I, I occasionally look at and uh, what's happening up there in, in Canada. But in France, they seem to have gotten out ahead of this. I, I love this story, Eddie, where the police basically say, uh, the Paris police prefecture come out and say, well, you're going to be subject to two years in prison and a fine of 5,150 euros. And we're just going to not let you do it. And uh, I guess it never really came to fruition in a significant degree in France, but other countries, you know, you're starting to see these videos coming out of places like Australia and New Zealand. Uh, and we've seen in Netherlands, uh, Belgium over the last couple months, I, I hate to say it, but I really think several countries have been much more vocal than the United States. Uh, you know, we, our, our proud tradition of rising up against tyranny well, maybe not New Mexico's tradition, but America's tradition. Um, it's it's disturbing. And these videos coming out of Canada from what I've seen today, Eddie, very disturbing. Let's look at uh, vaccinations and immunity. Let's move a couple of subjects down. And uh, what we have found out is the truth has finally started hitting the Hispanic community. Hispanics, according to the latest uh, reports that have come out, have stated that Hispanics are less likely to get vaccinated. That's right. Bridging the gap between Hispanics and the COVID-19 vaccine. Hispanics and Latinos come in dead last. That's right, folks. We're the majority minority here in the state of New Mexico. But they note that only 52.3% of the Hispanic population has completed their vaccination series. Maybe all of them should have their bank account seized. That would be 47.7% of those should have their bank account seized. A big difference compared to the Asians who reported 95.7% uh, here in the state of New Mexico. And according to Edward Lujan, the founder of the National Hispanic Cultural Center, he says, I think there are two things behind it. One is the information. Oh, I guess Hispanics must be listening to the Kiva. They're not quite sure what they're getting. Some of it's good information. Some of it's bad information. The second thing is we just don't like to be told what to do. Hey, wow, there certainly is that. But how about the first? Who is good information? Who is bad information? Who is the whimsical information? Did Michelle Lujan Grisham yesterday, based upon her you know, sort of capricious decision to flip the mask mandate. Uh, isn't she the one who's the purveyor of bad information? I think so, Dowd. And I think uh, we show that that has uh, won out. Uh, trying to attribute anything to structural inequalities, um, uh, income disparities, uh, anything like that, I think is also uh, quite racist. What we have understood is, remember, uh, the culanderas. Uh, should we go back to 
places like Puerto de Luna, New Mexico, Montoya, Pastura, places where I'm from. What did we believe in? Something called homeopathy. A doctor, a physician in the house, my nana, my tata gave me the book. Based back in 1890, they found every single thing that they could possibly grow on their farm because they didn't have access to doctors. They didn't have access to anything, in fact. And that physician in the house served as their doctors. They used to bury their baby dolls. Yes, folks. But they also remember that those culanderas had natural resources, natural homeopathic remedies. And now we find out, especially when it comes to the Omicron, natural immunity a natural immunity provides robust protection against Omicron. This from the latest uh, study to come out. And uh, we know that there is nothing, including the vaccine and especially the vaccine, the more you're vaccinated, the less prone you are, or actually the more, more likely you are to go ahead and get the uh, latest uh, variant of uh, COVID-19. Can you imagine going back to the Dust Bowl days of the 20, 1920s, 1930s, uh, doubt, mm-hmm. and thinking about us during that time of how we would react it to you know, a COVID-19 outbreak. Those culanderas, the kind that uh, the uh, great writer for the state of New Mexico who recently passed would have talked about, would say, you know what, we're not going to go ahead and get on board with sort of the white medicine. We're going to go ahead and take care of ourselves. So I think it is cultural, but I don't think it has anything to do with not following along and what we're going to do. If anything, the Hispanic population here in the state of New Mexico has figured out a way to continue onwards about doing exactly everything that the governor has told them to do. But I think that's an opportunity for the Republicans. 47.7%, not just here within the state of New Mexico, but nationally as well, as we have seen more and more Hispanics buck the system and decide to go ahead and kick back against the liberal tendencies of the providing of the government and go back more towards their faith and decide that, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and believe in what I believe in. And Republicans, or excuse me, Hispanics are becoming increasingly Republican and becoming more conservative. It's great, and I, I uh, just to, 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 to rain on the, on your parade, which is good news, Eddie. This claim by the executive director of this organization, Casa de Salud, uh, structural inequalities exist that create disparities for Latinos and Hispanics. Uh, it, it just turns my stomach to see how they are trying to shoehorn their their racialist ideas ideology into public health. They do it every chance they get. I hate to break it to this executive director, but this is New Mexico, uh, sir or madam. I don't know what the name Anjali Taneha is, uh, or maybe maybe there's a third or fourth option. I don't know. I'll just say uh, executive director. This state's lousy with Hispanics. Uh, this state's political leadership is lousy with Hispanics, okay? To simply say that, uh, yeah, you could talk about some sort of oppression from some tiny, tiny community. Uh, Hispanics have a lot of power in this state. Yep. So to whine uh, about structural inequalities uh, and disparities for Latinos and, Hispanic, and Hispanics in the most Hispanic state in the union, uh, I, sorry, uh, not buying it, not yep. buying it. I'm uh, with you, and I think uh, one of the things that we do need to also um, sort of reinforce within the um, uh, cultural um, differences uh, within the state of New Mexico, of course, is our big uh, federal workers, you know, the, the people who work for Indian National Labs, Los Alamos National Labs, et cetera, et cetera. So amidst all of that, there are a number of people who also work for those laboratories, and uh, now appeals court holds on the Biden vaccine mandate for the federal employee to remain as it reviews the case. That means Sandia National Labs, Kirtland Air Force Base, the Department of Defense, et cetera, et cetera, despite the new edict that has come down, releasing us from wearing our mask. And it doesn't seem like there's any mandated uh, vaccination unless you're going to a Lobo game or some sort of public event at this point. It looks as if they're going to go ahead and hold that vaccine mandate federally 
And when I was sitting in a uh, elevator this uh, today, Dowd, and you know how many federal employees are in our building here, oh, yeah. not us being a private enterprise, the first thing the guy said, he says, yeah, I got to wear my mask because of the federal employee mandate. Uh, your thoughts on that? Uh, 3.5 million federal workers still uh, still wondering what their, their future is. Uh, absolutely disgusting. Um, you know, what, what can I say, Eddie? It's, One of the uh, big things that has come out of this whole entire thing is the fact that we probably won't be talking about mandating vaccines for children between the ages of, I don't know, born uh, all the way up until 16. I don't think you're going to be seeing that uh, conversation happening any longer now that we've removed the masks. Um, uh, we have to stop vaccinating kids under the age of 16. We have to understand that the risks outweigh the benefits in all this. Uh, if you're going across the pond, uh, we are finding out that uh, they have done a lot of this uh, study already. But we can now officially state uh, going forward uh, that uh, we do not have to talk about vaccinating young people uh, who are of elementary or middle school age any longer now. Oh, oh well, the, the reason, Eddie, is because according to the Santa Fe New Mexican, our, our wonderful daily newspaper in our beloved state capital, I believe the oldest state capital in the union, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this literally from their editorial today about the governor lifting the mask mandate, uh, we trust all New Mexicans will remember that not everyone can be vaccinated. Many neighbors remain at risk for contracting a severe case of COVID-19. Oh. Children under five particularly need to be protected. I'm going to read that again, ladies and gentlemen. This is the paper of record in your state capitol editorial today. Children under five particularly need to be protected. What do we know about people age five and under in America? They are the least vulnerable to COVID-19. And these morons in Santa Fe are saying that they particularly need to be protected. Eddie, I'm sorry. I can't take it. It's Friday. Yeah. No, I don't, I, th I don't think the parents can either. And they're not. <laughs> and they're pushing back. And that's a good thing uh, going forward. And uh, it shouldn't just be the parents. It should also be Republicans pushing back against Democrats. But more importantly, how about the actual Democrats pushing back against itself and within the party against Democrats? Jim Jordan has uh, uh, warned, he is, of course, the uh, great Republican uh, representative from the state of Ohio. GOP must not get overconfident in the midterm elections, despite Biden's blunders and the covidiacy that's going on uh, here in this country. We need to understand that uh, many Democrats are now singling, uh, signaling uh, to their own party. Jim Cooper, uh, Cooper said that this week. He's retiring from Congress after his term ends in January. He offered a scathing critique of the Democratic Party and a catastrophic warning for Democrats in the volunteer state. He announced his retirement last month after serving for more than 30 years. He spoke with the Nashville scene. He warned the Democrats face extinction in Tennessee and across the country if the party does not quickly alter its political strategy. According to uh, the quote, the Democratic Party in Tennessee is basically facing extinction much like the Republican Party is facing extinction here in the state of New Mexico. We've been on the long downhill slide for a long time, he states. What Tennessee Democrats need is a strategy to win. We're addicted to telling other people what to think. You can't really win many elections if you're that self-righteous. And, you know, the Republicans continue and will gain on Democrats in other places around the country, and most importantly, around some leftist states. A poll conducted last month showing the percentage of respondents in Washington state who identified as Republicans jumped folks in Seattle. And Washington State, nearly 10 points since last July. That is astronomical in political terms. An Elway poll, crosscut Elway poll conducted last month showed the percentage of respondents in Washington State who identified as Republicans had jumped nearly 10 points since last July to close most of the gap with Democrats from 18 
percentage points to seven percentage points. That's a blue as blue states can possibly get. In a true blue state like Washington, that's a major shift worth noting. The salty Democratic state hasn't voted for a Republican for president since 84, governor since 80, and for a U.S. senator since 98. Democrats have controlled the state house of representatives for nearly 20 years. And that is what's happening all across the country. So if we can get it right, we can pitch this information. I think we can work it out the right way and, uh, you know, get everybody on board. Dowd parents, uh, Democrats pushing back against their own party and Republicans standing up for only Republicans going forward. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. A state like Washington is one of those weird states, coastal states, where you tend to have the elites uh, because they have the money and they're the lefties and they, they kind of cluster on the coastal. But inland, you've got people who work in resource extraction. You've got people who work in agriculture. Those are people who work for a living. They're much more inclined to reject uh, progressivism. And I guess the Republican Party chair in Washington's licking his chops. But he makes, you know, I, I tend to be skeptical because it's a blue state. But he makes a really good point, Eddie, which is the Virginia and the New Jersey results back in 2021 I believe that was last year, they performed between 12 and 15% better. You had a Virginia, uh, a Republican take the governorship in Virginia and a Republican do a hell of a lot better than anybody even dreamed uh, in New Jersey. So uh, looking good for the GOP. But uh, uh, as you said, Eddie, in Tennessee, uh, the Democratic Party may be dying. But in New Mexico, uh, we're looking at the mirror image. A, a different party appears to be dying. Uh, certainly that. We'll take a quick break. We'll back to wrap another 25, 30 stories. D-Dowd, Muska, and I. And a third hour with uh, gubernatorial candidate uh, Greg Zanetti right here in the Kiva, AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. People loving the uh, Yacht Rock Field, D-Dowd, Muska, of Chicago here in the Kiva on this beautiful Friday afternoon, President's Day weekend. Thanks for tuning in.
We love our pets. Raw Greens carry CBD for pets. Raw Greens also carry CBD for people like you and me. Come into Raw Greens today. We're Raw Greens, your local joint on San Mateo, north of Manal, or visit us online at cbd.theplaceilike.com. Do you believe the U.S. can run trillion-dollar deficits forever without consequence? Do you believe our politicians have any incentive to rein in spending? Do you believe the stock and bond markets are on solid ground? If you don't, and if you believe something's wrong, but you also believe there will be an opportunity as things change, then call Greg Zanetti at Zanetti Financial. He's been helping people with their investments since 1986. He sees the investment world through a clear lens. He gets it. No annuities, no insurance, no investor profiles. The goal is to make you money. Call Greg today at 250-3754 or visit him at ZanettiFinancial.com. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center from oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road. JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. Did someone say breakfast skillet? Quick, go to Sunnyside Up, the place to be for their Texas steak skillet, Cambridge, and Mexican skillets. Sunnyside Up, Manala, Louisiana. And show your mobile Sunnyside Up offer, sunny.theplaceilike.com. Straight Line Painting, a family-owned business providing their services for over 10 years. Now, whether you need a home or business painted, garage epoxy floor, or even a complete restucco, Straight Line Painting are the experts. Owners Efren and Josh are always available and oversee every project from estimate to final walkthrough. Call 505-659-0973 for a free estimate and visit StraightLinePaintingABQ.com to see their great reviews. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Within moments of your vehicle being taken out of your possession due to theft, other crimes are committed. Unfortunately, vehicle theft is all too common, but it can be prevented with the Revelco Vehicle Anti-Theft Device. RevelcoNM.com or give us a call at 505-550-4994. Do what you love. Deliver your best. You do life, and we'll make sure you get the best back. That's how we roll. We do taxes. Liberty Tax. You do life. We do taxes. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. 
The market is flooded with health supplements that claim benefits in memory, but virtually none offer credible evidence with their products working until now. Memory Revitalizer 800-606-0192. This potent natural formula was invented by a neuroscientist and physician. Memory Revitalizer slows aging, improves memory, increases energy, gives robust stamina. It has been used in an Alzheimer's clinic for 18 years. It is safe. It does not interact with other prescription drugs. Two large blinded studies confirm the benefits in memory capacity. Customers say it's wonderful. It works. It's essential. Buy it from Best Buy Pharmacy, Manal Pharmacy, and other independent pharmacies. Or purchase it from Moses Country Store and other independent health stores. Or go to MemoryRevitalizer.com. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. MemoryRevitalizer.com or 800-606-0192. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. You know our love was meant to be. The kind of love to last forever And I want you here with me From tonight until the end of time You should know Everywhere I go Always on my mind In my heart so, baby, you're the meaning in my life. You're the inspiration. You bring meaning to my life. You're the inspiration. Wanna have you dear me? I wanna have you hear me say yeah. No one needs you more than I need you. Uh. Peter Cetera, Peter Paul Cetera, yeah. Hard to believe, uh, folks, that man is 77 years old. He's retired songwriter, bassist, best known for being an original member of that rock band, uh, known as Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, uh, let me say also, he is one of the most recognizable voices that there is. You cannot mistake his voice for anybody else's voice. Uh, you're the insp- like all these songs. Love me tomorrow. That that's a great song. I love love me tomorrow. I hey, mean, it's all, all of these songs that have come out. Like, wait, I'll, I'll let you hear it. Uh, I used to think that Peter Cetera had some sort of auto tune going on. Maybe maybe like some of these uh, modern rap day or uh, rap artists. You know, modern day rap artists. Uh, apparently, he didn't. That was actually his voice. Just listen to how distinctive uh, his voice is. It's pretty incredible. Judy's loving it today, by the way, Dowd. She absolutely Good. loves Peter Cetera. Here's Love Me Tomorrow. She's always sad when she's alone. True tenor. I can't sing this. She said, I need you here tonight. She couldn't wait till I get home. The giant guitar. She loved me. And that's all I need to know. She's part of my life. 
just a part I won't let go. Here we go. Love me tomorrow. Promise me. Yeah, good stuff. Good, good, good stuff. There it is. I can never sing. Peter. Obviously, I can't sing Peter Cetera, but yeah. So according to this, uh, uh, I don't know. I guess it was like the most recognizable voice. Peter Cetera is in the top five most recognizable voice in hmm. all of uh, rock music. Believe it or not, because it's very distinctive because it's kind of a light voice, but it's not a feminine voice. You know, Roy right. Orbison had that that same quality. I think. Second of six children, uh, by the way, uh, and, and of Chicago, he, Satara, is Polish, by the way. Down. Hey, hey, all right, a fellow Eastern European. <laughs> there we go. Well, yeah, there we go. Uh, Judy's loving this stuff. I'm glad, Judy. We're, we're doing the show just exclusively for you tonight. Only, as always. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, only Judy. Yeah, Judy, Judy in disguise. All right, so let's uh, talk about young people vaxxing, okay? We talked about how that is no longer going to be a conversation uh, moving forward, ladies and gentlemen. So we got to start to really sort of move into a different direction and talk about the economy, inflation, homelessness, uh, the fact that uh, I think I made a joke yesterday, Dowd, be careful about making fun of homeless people right now. Homeless, being homeless is like a way of life. Uh, people yeah. are like sort of okay with it now. Um, mass transit, uh, you know, great big subsidies, uh, uh, being able to go ahead and advance uh, government paychecks to people who have P.O. boxes. Uh, it, this has become uh, sort of a way of life moving forward. Um, but it's also, you know, increasingly violent, as we've seen the uh, high number of murders in uh, 2021 in Albuquerque. A number of those murders, the news media won't tell you, were homeless people. Let's go ahead and uh, go around the uh, bend, as it were and talk about some of the uh, massive uh, number of violent crimes that have been happening across the country. One in particular, a Minneapolis bus driver shot in the head while students on board. Uh, according to this, a school bus driver in Minneapolis was shot in the head on Wednesday as three students only the age of 10 were still on board, according to reports. An unidentified driver was taken to a local hospital with injuries. Police said they did not appear to be life-threatening. Um, they were quick to blame the guns, um, but based upon some of the information that has come out, uh, the person uh, who was the perpetrator could potentially have been homeless. Utah homeless man, Eric Jones, allegedly slitting a woman's throat after she let him into her home. Uh, this, uh, as officers responded last week to a call of a woman heavily bleeding from the neck around 5 p.m. last uh, two Sundays ago at her home in Salt Lake. The woman told investigators she let the man later identified by police as 30-year-old Eric Jones in her home to, quote-unquote, bathe. Wow. Doubt. I don't think you'll be letting any of that kind of stuff happen. Oh, no, so, no, 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 no. There we go. Uh, in San Francisco, homeless man says he moved from Texas because it's easy in the Bay Area. They pay you to be homeless here, according to the man. Homeless man in the California recently admitted that he moved to the West Coast from Texas because he knew it was easier to live in the homeless lifestyle in San Francisco. He says if you're going to be homeless, it's pretty effing easy here, he says, the Bay City uh, area. I mean, if we're going to be realistic, they pay you to be homeless. Uh, they have received $820 in welfare, food stamps every month, and added that living on the city street is easier in San Francisco because the progressive city simply doesn't enforce anti-camping laws in the city. Uh, much like the woke laws here in the city of Albuquerque, uh, we continue to have a number of homeless people who are housed in um, pretty decent hotel rooms. Uh, one uh, right across the uh, parking lot from me, Dowd, 
and it continues mm-hmm. to be monitored by uh, area security 24-7. Uh, yeah, and also, uh, I think it was, was it in, yeah, I think it's in today's uh, Daily Blast. The county, Bernalillo County issued, I'm not really sure that they should be promoting this, and, and, and it gets to this issue of that man you mentioned in, the, in that story in, in California, Eddie. It's just unbelievable. This guy says, uh, why wouldn't I do it? Uh, it's effing free money. All you have to do is make a phone call. They were giving him $820 in welfare and food stamps every month. And I would really like to see a similar investigation here in New Mexico as the county is contracting with a local hotel to house vulnerable individuals, quote, experiencing homelessness, not people who have severe mental problems, substance abuse problems who need to be helped in a lot of other ways. Uh, They're just experiencing homelessness. Uh, And 42 of the available 47 rooms are filled as temperatures continue to drop. Mm. Is this something, A, is this something taxpayers should be doing b is this something taxpayers should be subsidizing the promotion of (laughs) meanwhile the uh, homicide uh, situation here in the city of albuquerque continues to get worse i believe if i'm not mistaken this week dowd i read of another uh asian massage parlor murder this week uh one that was discovered for nearly four hours after 911 was originally called uh the uh, Asian awakening uh, coming by way of uh, the International District's former representative, Tim Keller, and now mayor, has uh, done very little, if nothing, uh, to stop the assault on the uh, the racist ways in which people are going after the Asian community. Yeah, and uh, of course, KOB, we know our one of our favorite pseudo-journalists here in the metro area, Joy Wang, Joy Wang uh, yes. is saying that the AAPI, without explaining that, now I, I believe that means what Asian American and Pacific Islander community, but you know, to someone who isn't involved every day in this kind of stuff, maybe they wouldn't know. Maybe, Joy, you shouldn't assume everyone knows what your, your acronyms are uh, or your pronouns are. Uh, AAPI community members say they are tired and frankly terrified after the second homicide in less than a month where a woman of Chinese descent was shot and killed at a massage business. I don't believe, Eddie, that the um, the deeply intense and pervasive white supremacist community in New Mexico is responsible for any of these murders. I, I know I'm I know I'm doing my part as the show's white supremacist to spread as much violence and hatred as possible. But uh, maybe the problem is runs a little bit deeper than uh, an AOC press release. Yeah, woke is truly growing broke uh, here in the city of Albuquerque, uh, folks. Uh, we continue with our woke policies. Um, I got to tell you that um, now that uh, the Asian business community has had two Asian uh, women who are now murdered, I don't know that being woke is uh, real, all that it's cracked up to be because you have minority on minority crime here in the city of Albuquerque, uh, Dowd. And uh, that's got to be something that is sort of breaking the mold of the, uh, you know, whites attacking Asians, whites attacking uh, blacks, whites attacking Mexican narrative uh, that they continue to i think uh you know try to sell to the local population here well i know people months ago probably remember a, a time when this was nationally not not albuquerque but nationally prominent where these attacks were happening and then as the information began to dawn and more and more people who tell the truth began, began to get out the facts videos were showing that a great majority of these attacks were by black people on Asian people didn't fit the white supremacist narrative. And then the left pretty much gave up on that and moved on to something else. Pretty amazing. 550, 50, 500. That's 550, 50, 500. Let's shift gears. Uh, Cowboy Coy Griffin has been uh, shut down once again. This guy's not going to get a, a, a an even break here in the state of New Mexico, Dowd. Uh, Cowboy Coy uh, shut down yet once again, and uh, he's just not going to get a fair shake. So Republicans, 
and conservatives in particular continue to get pushed back. And I think that really is the temperature of the state. Yeah, I mean, I, I will. Uh, this one's tough for me because, you know, you've got to play by the rules and understand the legality of what you're doing. You can't call yourself cowboys for Trump and then not register as a political action committee because that's basically what you what you are, whether you want to be or Trump not. in your name, bro. Yeah, I mean, you know, and of course, Coy said some incredibly stupid things that have not helped those of us on, on our side of the aisle. Uh, something about, you know, black Americans should go back to Africa. I don't think he is aware that the average black American's ancestry goes back much farther than mine, which didn't start uh, on the Slovak side until World War One, on the Irish side until the 1840s. So uh, let's just say Coy has been a... Uh, a mixed ally in terms of asset and liability when it comes yeah. to those of us who are opposing the left. And, you know, I can't, I'll never stand up for Maggie to lose Oliver, but a political action committee is a political action committee, Coy. Yeah. I, I, I under, the same happened. I experienced this many years ago in my little town in Connecticut, uh, Eddie, where a guy started distributing flyers calling himself the East Windsor taxpayers committee. I know that you Everybody loves that picture of the um, the Norman Rockwell where the guy at the town meeting is standing up and speaking his mind. And we want our New England town democracy. And we don't people, most people don't even imagine how much your speech and your political activity is regulated at the local, state and federal level. But it is. You can't just wander into politics and do whatever you want and think there aren't going to be consequences. I, I hate to say this, but if you want to get politically active, consult experts, uh, including, you know, election attorneys, nonprofit attorneys who know what the rules are. Uh, it's not the 1830s anymore. Uh, you, you can't just uh, go out and participate in any way. The old days of standing up on your soapbox are, are over. You got to play by the rules. And then we wrap it up on a high note, Dowd. Uh, you wouldn't be a politician in this state if you haven't been pulled over or uh, uh, been attempting to sort of cover up your peccadillos uh, of sorts, uh, whatever that happens to be, familial substance abuse, or, you know, maybe you lied on some sort of, uh, you know, application or something. This is the case of DWI uh, Representative uh, Georgine Lewis on Sunday night, who was arrested, um, you know, much to the chagrin of the, the uh, population, uh, ironically stated, because nobody really cares. We all expect our politicians to drive drunk, I think, all the time, doubt at this particular point. Georgine Lewis was pulled over with a 0.17, and... Uh, you know, I'd love to get some feedback from people out there and, uh, you know, kind of give my two cents on all this. But, uh, you know, this is the woman who is uh, chairing, I believe, I don't know, a couple of uh, different committees up in the legislature as they're about to wrap up things uh, this week. But she was thrown in the uh, in the pinta and uh, she was uh, put away uh, because she blew such a high amount. Uh, should she or should she not resign? And is this any different than any other uh, behavior that we've experienced with any other uh, politicians, Monica Youngblood, uh, I think the other guy up north who recently resigned his position, bringing a new representative in. And I don't know, we've seen this happen for how many times a former, um, uh, the oil and gas uh, representative who was there representing right. uh, Michelle Juan Grisham. Yep, I mean, yep, we have yep. seen this continually happen time after time after time doubt. And, you know, this isn't to anybody's surprise. So, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, uh, this is just a ho-hum. She should keep her job. And, uh, She'll probably go ahead and keep her pension as well. Yeah, I, it's it's uh, just personally frustrating when you hear one of these politicians, and they don't always say this when they're arrested for DUI. They say it just on an average day. Oh, I I, I made a mistake because I'm 
so tired because I'm working so hard. Uh, spending billions, uh, Georgine, if you want to come orchard in September, I can have you out picking apples. You can learn what real work is. Uh, sh to answer your question, she is the chair of the House Government Elections and India Indian Affairs Committee. She's also okay. a member, ironically enough, in light of her new legal trouble. She's a member of the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 <laughs> I, I guess the cynic in me says, <laughs> always expect the worst of politicians, but it's probably the right thing for her to do to go away for a while and get the help she obviously needs. Well, uh, blowing 0.17 after doing the uh, Super Bowl is yep. probably like half of New Mexico uh, that time. So it's well, twice the legal limit, I think, right? So yeah, twice the legal limit, but uh, probably the legal limit uh, for a Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, to be okay. sure, the changes on Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think we just need more blitzes. Uh, to be quite honest, I wish uh, we would do more of that, more DWI blitzes here in the city of Albuquerque. I think uh, well, it, it, it just. I'm sorry, Eddie. Eddie, just I, I can't. I can't let this opportunity pass. Sure. These are the people, ladies and gentlemen. Okay who uh, have substance abuse issues, problems in their families, uh, all sorts of nightmarish financial problems. These are the people who want, literally want to re re regulate almost every aspect of your life. How how the electricity you consume is, con is, is generated, how much water is in your toilet. These are the people we're dealing with. And, and I've always said, you know, I wouldn't trust these people to rake a, a, a yard full of leaves competently. And uh, we have given them so much power and it's not only are they intoxicated on their own power, oftentimes they're intoxicated on intoxicating substances. Uh, these are not public servants. They're not worthy of our respect. They're worthy of our skepticism and frequently our opposition. No doubt about it. Dad, great job this week. Thanks for holding the fort. Uh, we'll you, be sir. back for a full week next week. I'll be minus my uh, birthday on Monday. And uh, Tuesday through Friday and ongoing there forward. We appreciate everybody tuning in right here in the Kiva, AM 1600 KIVA. Don't forget to substitute uh, any and all reading by subscribing directly to www.rockoftalk.com, AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. See you bright and early Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m.